Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome on board the Ghost Train. This is the podcast that gets right into the freaky and creepy world of the paranormal. This week I chatted with Amanda. She's the mastermind behind Spook Eats, a website and blog that take you through haunted locations that serve food and drinks. She's traveled all over the US of A, and this summer she's jumping across the pond to the UK. Lots of fun and scary stuff in the works, that's for sure. Amanda also told me a truly amazing story about her younger brother that's passed away and how she was able to communicate with his spirit during a ghost investigation that she was a part of. All this and a few other delicious treats along the way with Amanda of Spook Eats. Next stop, Dining with Ghosts. All aboard! All right, welcome on board the Ghost Train. I'm sitting here with Amanda of Spook Eats. She's a strange, unusual girl traveling America to find good food and spirits of all kinds. And now, Amanda, what you're doing, I find so damn cool. Uh, like, where where did you get this idea? And tell the listeners all about what Spook Eats is. Well, I've always been fascinated with the paranormal, folklore, legends, ghost stories, things like that. And for... My whole life, my parents would take me and my brother to different cities, you know, Salem, Gettysburg, Key West, all places that have paranormal claims. And so I grew up, you know, loving the strange and unusual to sound like (laughs) Lydia Dietz, totally. Um, (laughs) I love that. I'm a big fan, so that's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Um, So um, I was always a very, like, casual fan of, you know, ghost hunting shows and different ghost stories and paranormal investigations. Um, In 2015, my little brother did pass away after an eight-month battle. Oh, my God, stop, stop. I just saw an orb go down right beside you when you started talking about your brother stop it did you really i swear to god we're gonna have to review the video of this oh skype this is his hat actually is so it? I'm wearing oh my his god. Hat right now. that was so weird that oh was my so god weird. see i was looking at you sorry, i didn't sorry to interrupt you <laughs> no sorry. it's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> um, so um in 2015 my little brother um jed he passed away from an eight-month battle with cancer. And it was at that point that I became desperate to kind of learn more about the paranormal and proof of the afterlife and different things like that. So in June of 2018, basically what we do is we travel to different restaurants, bars, hotels, cafes, all throughout the country, and we try the food, we review the food, we tell a little bit of the history, and then we like to also learn about the ghost stories and the haunted history and share that with people as well. So if people, as they're traveling, are looking for you know different places that maybe have a darker past that they can either stay at overnight or just get a pint of beer, we're trying to create a list and a, a sort of atlas for people to look at as they're traveling to learn more about history both normal and paranormal. That's awesome. And I was telling you that I thought this was such a cool idea because whenever my wife and I, we go traveling, I'm always looking for places like that, places that have history that I can go to, but it's it would be nice just to go to one, like a one-stop shop. So I just go to spookeats.com and then I can just find, I'm in this area, this is what's here. And I think that's such a great idea. 
like in a great concept. So yeah, that's awesome. What is your favorite place that you've been to experience the perfect mix of great food and spooky spirits? Um, to get the perfect mixture, the perfect concoction of history and paranormal and awesome food, it's definitely the Old Canal Inn in Nutley, New Jersey. It's very unsuspecting. It's a local watering hole, kind of a dive bar. And you go in and there is the legend of the death seat. That is what the Old Canal Inn is famous for. So there is this legend and it's actually this chair, this death seat is still at the end of the bar. It's cordoned off now so you can't sit in it because Mm. according to the legend of the death seat, um, anyone who sits in that chair dies of a heart attack less than 30 days after they sit in it. Wow. Yes. Um, So the original story talks about these two frenemies fighting over this seat. The one guy wins. He gets to sit in it. He dies while he's sitting in the chair. So now that that guy's out of the picture, the other guy, the runner-up, gets to sit in that chair. And 10 days later, he dies of a heart attack while sitting in the chair. Um, (laughs) So they still have this chair. Um, I think there's two or three other deaths of a heart attack directly linked to that chair. And over the years, the owners decided to kind of just like take the story and run with it, which is such (laughs) a breath of fresh air because there are so many restaurants that I reach out to and I I explain, you know, I'm looking for, you know, your haunted history. Do you have any stories? And they'll like shut me down and tell me we don't want to advertise it. You know, we don't want to bring in, you know, paranormal investigators and all of that. We just want to be normal. And I'm kind of like, okay, that sounds super boring, but, you know, mm. to each his own. Whereas yeah. Old Canal Inn, they totally embrace it and they just eat it up. Um, they created a dish in honor of the Death Seat. Um, it's called mm. the Death Seat Burger Platter. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever eaten in my life. It's a burger stuffed with mashed potatoes. Then it's got jalapenos on top. Then it's slathered in cheddar cheese. They beer batter it and deep fry the whole darn thing. No wonder people are getting heart attacks. <laughs> right? And I'm like, you're either going to die of a heart attack by sitting on the death seat, or you're going to die of a heart attack by eating the death seat burger platter. Yeah. Um, but it's the coolest thing. I am not like a combination food kind of person. Like I like my potatoes over here, my meat over here, vegetables over there, like they don't touch. And so this was a leap of faith for me. And it was the yummiest burger I've ever eaten. It was so oh, unique, nice. so different. So yeah, the Old Canal Inn in Nutley, New Jersey, you know, not just the curse of the death seat. They do also have claims of, you know, people feeling uh, fingers running through their hair or on the back of their neck. Um, the previous owner saw his grandfather walk out of the kitchen and he had been dead for like 10, 15 years. Then they believe everything that I heard, it sounds like there might be a vortex down in the basement. They just say every time you go down there, light bulbs in flashlights or the overhead lamp will just, they'll just explode for no reason. And they have a feeling of dread there. And it's just, if you want everything, weird history, haunted stories, and really, really good cheap food, Old Canal Inn in Nutley, New Jersey, hands down. Very cool. Very cool. (laughs) I want to tell you, because you're close by to Toronto, you're in Buffalo. There is an amazing haunted restaurant, and they advertise it quite a bit. It's uh, the the Keg Mansion in Toronto. I want to go there. Yes, it is on my list. I've been a a bunch of times. (laughs) I've been a bunch of times, and when you sit down, they'll actually give you, with your menu, 
um, a little booklet that is all about the haunted history. Oh, that's so cool. See, yeah, they so need to do that more. <sighs> yeah, they, they've embraced it. It's a very – so the restaurant is in a, like a, a mansion, an old Victorian mansion, downtown Toronto, and it's amazing. Just once you go in, there's a, like a lady – she had hanged herself there, and there's other – like every one of the, the servers that you talk to, mm-hmm. you can just ask them like, oh, like have you seen anything? I would say about 80 to 90% of them – have all seen something or witnessed something while closing up or doing something in the restaurant, opening up in the morning. Yeah, they just say it's just like flooded with spirits that are there. That's so cool. Yeah, that's been on my list for a while. I keep telling my husband, I'm like, we got to get up to Toronto. It's only like an hour and a half away. Let's go. Yeah, come across. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'll come meet you guys up there. Right? (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so let's get into some of your ghost stories. So you have one of the coolest ghost stories I've ever heard. You had kind of given me the Coles Notes version earlier, but I want to hear like all the details about this <laughs> about this story because it was honestly one of the coolest stories that I've ever heard. And it's not something that's going to scare the crap out of you. It's almost it's one of those just heartfelt, amazing ghost stories. So take it away. So there is a local theater in the western New York area. It's called the Ghost Light Theater. It's located in North Tonawanda. And I've been a part of the theater company since 2005, along with my parents and my little brother, Jed. And we grew up there. We would do shows together. We would help build sets and make costumes. And it was like the biggest clubhouse, you know, a bunch of kids could ever hope to have. And after Jed had passed away, it was definitely felt a huge hole had been ripped out of the Ghost Light Theater family. And over the years, they have experienced tons of ghostly activity. Even when Jed was alive and well, he actually had a lot of experiences himself there with hearing footsteps up in the costume room when it's locked, um, seeing the lady in red, who is one of the ghosts said to haunt the theater. And I had never experienced anything at the theater. I had been there by myself. It's 150 years old. I'm like, it makes noises. The building is settling. Classic excuses that every healthy skeptic comes up with. And because I have to be there alone sometimes. So I was like, I don't want to think about the ghost lurking behind me. It's the building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, over the last few years, they've kind of opened their doors to people who are curious about the paranormal. And they've hosted public ghost hunts. Um, over the last, I think like three years or so, three or four years. And I went, um, two years ago and I was going through again. I'm always, I was trying to be like the healthy skeptic. I'm a firm believer in the paranormal and in ghosts, but I don't think everything is necessarily paranormal. I think things can be explained away. So I'm walking through and I'm trying to keep a level head about myself. Um, you're up in the bell tower, up in the attic, in the theater area. Um, but it was down in the basement that I had the best experience. Um, while I was down there, I was there with two other um, female investigators. And we all kind of went our separate ways. We all respected each other. We want to be quiet so nothing gets tampered. And as I'm going through, I love doing EVP sessions. I'm addicted to EVP sessions. (laughs) I love asking the questions. I love listening for things. I love it. I eat, I eat that crap up. So as I'm going through the basement, I, it's just, it just like kind of occurs to me. I should just 
start talking to Jed, start talking to my brother. If he's going to be in any place in the world right now, it is here at this theater that he basically grew up in. So I started asking him questions, you know, where are you? What do you see? Are you okay? Can you give me a sign? All of the classic questions yep. that loved ones ask those who have passed on. And I just saw I it again. I just saw oh, it again in the top oh uh, left part of the screen. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a circle this time. It was something different this time. That's crazy. But, uh, oh, yeah. It's so Sorry. cool. No, I love it. It's such a reassurance. So after I started asking questions, I started kind of walking around, and I've always been freaked out by the storage sections of the basement area, just because they're very cluttered, very crowded, and if anything was ever to happen, it's kind of hard to get out of Dodge. But I forced myself to go in to one of the storage sections underneath the staircase leading down to the basement. And at the time, I didn't know that I captured an EVP. It wasn't until, you know, the next day that I was reviewing everything. But right. in response to my questions, you know, Jed, are you okay? Please let me know that you're okay. Um, I hear this faint voice on the EVP saying, I'm fine. And... It wasn't, obviously it wasn't my voice. It wasn't the other female investigators with me. I know their voices. I'm very good friends with them. If I didn't know any better, I would have said it was my brother's voice when he was 11 years old. That was when he was the most involved at the ghost light. He played Oliver in their production of Oliver. And I captured an intelligent response to a question. And not only an intelligent response, but my brother's intelligent response two years after he had passed away. That's phenomenal. Like the oh, fact that it sounded like his voice. It sounds just like his voice. That's incredible. And, like, I, it, he's my brother. He's my only brother. I know what his voice sounds like. Even if he passed away at 19, so to hear his voice at 11, it still takes me right back. I know exactly yeah. what it is. So yeah. that in and of itself was an incredible capture for me. Um, and it's such a reassurance for my heart. And I didn't realize it at the time, but the other investigator – who was in the basement with me, she was snapping pictures. I think it was just on her cell phone even. Um, she was just taking photos and in the exact same spot, the storage space underneath the staircase, she captured this photograph of my brother. It is sh almost shot for shot, a photo in our family photo album of Jed's first day of school, probably from fourth or fifth grade with his long shaggy hair and this green t-shirt on right around the same age that his voice sounded like the EVP where he would be about 11 years old. Wow. And didn't realize it at the time and looking at it, this woman doesn't have access to our family photos and it is, you could hold that family photo over the photograph that the investigator captured and it's exactly the same spot it's the most on. incredible thing spot on like the, it, if she could have photoshopped it i'd be like that's great photoshop but she didn't um <laughs> she actually captured this on her phone and she showed it to us afterwards so to have that in the exact same spot as that evp was such a reassurance to me that there is life after death and that the spirit world is very just as real as ours whether we realize it or not I'm getting chills here. I'm getting <laughs> chills again. Oh my God. That's amazing. I find that such a, a heartfelt story and just something that, yeah, again, reassures you that your brother's not really gone. He's just in a different place right now. Yeah. And he's still there and you can, you can still communicate with him and he's 
trying to communicate with you too and show himself at the same time. And the fact that that picture was taken in the same place that you were asking those questions is another thing that validates it so well. I think that that's incredible. That's honestly one of uh, the best stories I've, I've ever heard (laughs) ghost train or not. That's just, that's amazing. I, uh, thanks so much for sharing that because that is something that's personal to you with, with your brother having to deal with that. That's already hard enough. And like I said, I, that's, Incredible. So you were saying as well that you are on a investigation team, a ghost investigation team, or do you just kind of jump on board when there are things going on? You just kind of throw your name into a hat and be like, I'm, I'm available when you guys are ready to go. Basically, I kind of think of like, I'm like a pirate investigator. I'm like, oh, you guys are <laughs> investigating there. Let me join you. Oh, you're going there. Yeah. Let me join you. Cool. Um, so, and I, I mean, I drag my husband along with me to all the restaurants but mm-hmm. he'll be like, he'll be my photographer. Like, here, take a picture of me with this margarita that, yeah. that's based off of the ghost story. Um, I hear so- there are a lot of husbands and boyfriends that do that on Facebook. So yeah. he's a good man. We give him all yeah. the credit. Good job, bud. Right? He's, he's, he's the true MVP of Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not on an actual par- paranormal investigation team, but I do different investigations. You know, I do the one at the theater a lot. I have friends who do different investigations. So I joined in with them sometimes. I did Rolling Hills Asylum back in September. But I actually have another investigation coming up this Saturday for one of my Instagram followers' birthdays. I got invited, which oh. made me feel like a cool kid. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be investigating one of the most haunted places in Buffalo also this Saturday. So fingers crossed oh. that something cool happens. Very cool. Yeah. Let me know. Keep me posted on that for sure. <laughs> so you were saying that you had investigated a mental asylum, an insane asylum back in September. And some pretty crazy things were going on then. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it was awesome. It was my very first time visiting Rolling Hills Asylum. Um, It's in Bethany, New York, probably about 45 minutes away from Buffalo. And it's, you know, always had its reputation. I'm pretty sure it's been on Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, all of those shows. And I went there to actually meet with Dave Tango and Steve from Ghost Hunters. Um, they were having a, a ghost hunt there. So we went with them and they have tons of crazy stories there. There's Shadow Hallway where supposedly you, sh- you see shadow people darting in and out of the different rooms. There's the Vortex Room. The place that I loved the most was the basement. Of course, I have a theme here, apparently. The theater yeah. at the basement, the insane asylum <laughs> in the basement. What's going on? What's, What's going on? <laughs> um, in the basement of Rolling Hills, that's where their morgue is. And while we were down there... Morgue. The um, morgue down there. Oh, my course. God. Jeez. Oh, you know that's not going to be good. <laughs> so while, gonna be great. <laughs> while I was um, down in the morgue, Um, The owner of Rolling Hills, she did say, you know, feel free to lay on the embalming table if you want. So, of course, course, I'm like, I'll sit on the embalming table. Why not? (laughs) So, while I was laying there, I was only on there for probably about like five, five, ten minutes or so. And while I was on there, I got the weirdest sensation. I actually felt this painful stab in my arm, so much so that my arm twitched. And my mom, who was also investigating with me, she just like turns and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And then like all of a sudden from like head to toe, I just got this like the strangest like tingling sensation. And it's like, I wasn't afraid. It wasn't fear. I don't know what it was in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, they're draining the blood from my body. I'm being embalmed <laughs> on the embalming table. Yeah. Um, and right as that was happening, um, a gentleman 
was also in the room with us and he had some sort of equipment. I want to say it was an SLS camera and he captured an entity right like I'm on the table. There's an entity in the corner of the room by my head. And as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what? I got nothing to prove. I'm good. Other people want (laughs) to lay on the embalming table. I'll let them do it. So as I walk down the hall, I actually meet up with Steve from Ghost Hunters, and he actually showed me one of the rooms where, down in the basement, they apparently would clean people. It didn't look like a bathroom at all, but that's where they would clean people. Are we talking like a shower room, or are we talking like just put them in there and they hose them down? I think it was more of like hose them down. It looked like a boiler room. Like, Ooh. if I was being honest, I'm like, this is, like, really grimy and gross, and this is the yeah, basement. that would be traumatizing, so you think with all that trauma, because who likes being sprayed with a hose when you're naked like that? That's kind right. of... Like, Down just in the basement, right next to the morgue. So, oh, yeah. Um, and the whole time while I was with him, I had my recorder going. Um, I just always like to have it going, just so in case you pick anything up. So at this time, it was just me, my mom, and Steve, and... He was talking the whole time, you know, kind of giving us tips and tricks. And on the recorder, I heard a woman's voice say, excuse me. Not her, and it's definitely not Steve's voice. It's clearly a woman. Um, So that was probably that one along with the one from the theater saying I'm fine. Those are probably like the two clearest EVPs I've ever gotten where it's not like you have to like, you know, raise the volume and really focus on what they're saying. It's like, no, like. This is exactly what it is. If I didn't know any better, a person was standing next to my microphone and they were saying, excuse me. Um, right. But it was just the three of us down there. So it's one of those cool things. In hindsight, you're like, oh, I captured something. I didn't even realize it. Wow, that's awesome. So we're talking like Class A EVP. That's unbelievable. It is perfect. Loud and clear. Crystal clear. Jeez, jeez. Yeah, so you are the EVP queen. I love EVPs. <laughs> yeah, self-proclaimed EVP queen. I love it. <laughs> So did anything else happen at the insane asylum? Not for me personally. I did have a couple of friends who were also there, and they heard their name being called, which I would not like at all. That has never happened to me. I hope it never does. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't have the nerve for that. A lot of them had, like, physical touch, physical contact. Again, I don't tend to experience things like that. I think people who are sensitive or mediums tend to catch those things more, which is why I depend on my digital recorder to capture things for me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's awesome. So where can people check you out? So I am all over the internet. My website is spookeats.com. Nice and easy to remember. Facebook, I'm spookeats. Instagram, spookeats. And then Twitter, I'm also Spookeats on there. So nice and easy. I tend to be more on Instagram and Facebook than Twitter because I'm kind of an old lady and Twitter still confuses me. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah. So all over the internet, particularly, yeah, my website, Facebook, Instagram. I love hearing people's stories. I love getting recommendations from people. So if anyone knows of any haunted bars, restaurants, anything like that in their hometowns, even if it's not near Buffalo, New York, I'm always traveling and I'm always looking for new places to add to my list of places to visit. So definitely an email, a message, anything I would love to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the idea, right? It's going to help you grow and help their community grow. So, and Amanda, do you have any, so you have that investigation coming up this Saturday, anything else in the works right now? Do you have a place that you're going to check out soon? Um, my big thing that I'm doing, it isn't until August. I'm actually going to the UK So I'm hoping to go like hardcore international. I'm going to England, Scotland, and Wales. 
Very and cool. I'm actually, I write for Haunted Magazine, which is based in Nottingham in England. And I'm hoping to be able to team up with them. They do Haunted Live Facebook investigations. So I'm hoping to meet up with them. But in the, in the U.S. Um, right now, obviously, Iron Island is what's coming up this Saturday. Um, I'm also looking into Hotel Henry, which is also a former insane asylum. I'm going to be going there soon. So... Yeah, a lot of big things, but I have to try and figure out some more things on this side of the pond um, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the UK in August. Very cool. Well, you said it, the UK, it's it's got so much history behind it, and yeah. there's tons of old pubs and places to go eat, so I'm sure you won't have a problem finding any locations there. If not, you might have a problem fitting them all into right. one trip, right? So have a problem picking which one I want to go to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But Amanda, thanks so much for being on board the Ghost Train today. And I look forward to your ventures to come in the future. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. All right. Take it easy. Thank you, too. Okay, Ghost Train passengers, Amanda has a special treat just for you. Here it is, her Class A EVP that she captured at the Ghost Light Theater. Here we go. Oh, that just blows my mind every time I hear it. Thanks so much to Amanda for being on board the ghost train today. Do yourself a favor and go check out SpookEats.com to find more awesome stories about different haunted restaurants and you never know. It might be one in your hometown. And if you have any recommendations of a haunted tavern, pub, or any kind of eatery, don't hesitate to contact her at SpookEats today. She's always hungry for good food and great ghost stories. Aren't we all? Next week, I have my first returning guest, Robert of Front Range Paranormal Research Society is back to tell us all about a creepy old school that he investigated in a remote location of good old Colorado. A great chat that you don't want to miss. As always, let's spread the word of the ghost train and get more passengers on board. It's super easy to do on any of your social media platforms. If you're old-fashioned and you know of someone that you think would enjoy this show, let them know and get them listening today. If you'd like a chance to tell your paranormal story on the Ghost Train, shoot me a message on Instagram at Ghost Train Podcast, Twitter at Ghost Train PC, or Facebook, you can search Ghost Train Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this week's podcast. Looking forward to having you on board next week. Happy Easter, everyone. And in the meantime, good luck sleeping tonight.